0: Welcome to Deeper Dive. I'm your host, Jay Wald, and this podcast is brought to you by Plantation SDA Church. This is season three, episode 17, and we're still um, keeping our prayers off of the other half of our podcast, Dawn, as she's recovering and she'll be back soon, God willing. Um, to all our podcast listeners, we want to thank you for taking the time out to listen to us today, whatever social media platform you may be using, uh, any questions, any comments or concerns. Uh, please contact us via WhatsApp at 954-388-8780 and we have a oh let's say this person has been out for a minute now uh, she has some issues and things going on in her life that uh God knows that he has been taking care of for her and her family i like to call her pj slash storyteller <laughs>
1: But she knows, I
0: call her, she knows why I call her PJ. So, welcome back, Pastor Jennifer Hernandez.
2: Good to be back. Hey, Joe. You know, Joe, this is the first podcast that I'm doing with just you. Before, I have done it with just Don once. But now, I think this is the first that I'm doing with just you. Is that correct?
0: Yes, I believe you're right.
2: Woo-hoo. I believe
0: you are right. Yeah. And then once again, as I said that even these folks don't know, but I'm letting them know this is our first nighttime podcast.
1: Oh yes,
2: it is our first nighttime podcast, though no one would ever know where those days. Nobody night, never know.
0: Right? Nobody <laughs> would ever ever know. remember that. They they don't know what time it is probably.
1: <laughs> no, I have <laughs> no idea.
0: That's good. Well I want to welcome you back. I know you've you've been through a lot in your life in the last couple of months. Um but we'll talk about that a little later. But before we start, let's get a word of prayer. All right. Lord Father, thank you once again for your grace and mercy that you've given us, Lord. Lord, we're not worthy in any way, shape, or form, but Lord, you thank you. We thank you for uh, having your Son die on the cross, Lord, for, that we can have the right to the tree of life, Lord. Continue to bless us, Lord, and do what we need to do as a great commission, Lord. We thank you in the name of Jesus. Amen.
2: Amen. Amen.
0: <clears throat> All right, let's get to it. Embracing the Unasked For. Why did you choose that title? It's very, very unique title.
2: Well, okay. So let me ask you a question before I answer that. Why, why um, is it a unique title to you?
0: Because most people don't use unasked for, and I was like, oh, hmm, unasked for. This is that's different to me. Embracing mm-hmm. yes, but you know, researching the word unasked for. You know, something of course, as it as it it says unasked for. And I'm like, hmm. So that's why I said it was unique to me.
2: Okay, so the reason that I that I chose that was um, I was actually when was Easter? Was that last weekend? Like the weekend before last weekend? Yes. Um,
1: I,
0: I
2: won't tell nobody. <laughs> oh my <laughs> goodness, my time is like leaving me. Anyway, um, I. <laughs> I was asked to do be part of a an Easter um, an Easter sermon over right. Easter weekend but this was the this is the type of sermon that um, we had to talk about we had to talk about the last words of Jesus so the, the last seven different sayings that he had mm-hmm. and and mine was um, about Mary and right. so when I was researching for, those words and researching on Mary, um, I came across several, you know, several pieces of research that that talked about Mary and how she and, and how she had to deal with an unasked for son at the cross, right? At the cross, but then also in the very beginning, and, yeah. and it, it struck me because. All my life, you know, we always hear that the sermons preached about and rightly so the sermons preached about Mary where she was very, very obedient and submissive to um, the will of God when the angel visited her, but then w- when I saw the research in this context when cuz it really just focused on her on J- her and john right but the research said one of the, one of the first lines of the research said you know here is an un- here is another unasked for son and i thought ooh another another unasked for son but jesus wasn't unasked for and then i thought hold on yeah. so i had to go and look to the text again and i'm like jesus was unasked for like, she didn't ask for any of that to be brought upon her um,
1: no,
2: you know, when, when that did happen. And so, and then it just made me think if she, if Jesus was unasked for, and if, if John mm-hmm. was unasked for, then how was she able to do, um, how did she come to that realization to do what it was that she had never planned on doing? You know where did she come at that point, and and then and then everything all fell into place. Like, what are the things that we are asked to do that we have never planned? Mm -hmm. So that's why that's why I that's why I used that that title just because you know unasked for is so much stronger, and I knew I knew that it would cause. well it might cause a little bit of tyranny because people don't want to people don't want to think of jesus as being unasked
0: for right right, right. yeah i mean that's a, it's an eyebrow razor without a doubt
2: that's right so yeah well, th- that's why that's why but, i
0: chose it mm-hmm. well guess what it's unique for me and it works <laughs> but the question i mean uh, <laughs> you're coming from john 19 25 to 27 so Here's Mary watching Jesus suffering unto death. And then here's this way of Jesus saying these last words that he's actually, which is so wonderful that he's actually uh, adhering to the Jewish customs by passing care. Describe that, how how that worked. I mean, for him to do that, even his last couple of words.
2: Well, as I have, as you know, the sermons that I have done have in some senses, pulled out pulled out the inequality of women in the Bible, right? How how mm-hmm. women how for the majority of the part women were well always treated as second class or right. or, or outclass, um, outclass, uh, out out class out on the outer fringes um, frigid wow out on the outer fringes of society, right? So even more so, and and that's why we have that verse or we have all those verses always from Jesus, you know, take care of the widows and the orphans. Right. And, and the reason why I came upon this is because unless if you were a widow, right, the widows were the poorest, Mm -hmm. the widows were the poorest because they had no male, um, their husband is gone. And if they have no male children to then take care of them, you know, and, and take, make sure that their mothers are cared for, then they become the outcasts of society. Uh, because they, they don't work. You know, there's, there's no one to provide for them. They become they become like how Ruth and Naomi were gleaning in the fields.
0: Yeah, I, I remember that. I and remember so, that.
2: And so now under the Jewish law, um, firstborns, firstborn sons are uh-huh. out- to ensure that that their family is taken care of especially now for Jesus's case right it was one thing for his mother to be a widow Joseph was yeah. Joseph was gone but she still had you know she still had her her family however Jesus was the firstborn and it wouldn't be so bad if he um, was the first uh, firstborn son I could pass him off to pass mom off to um, the rest of the siblings, but now not only would she be, just not only was she just a widow, but now then she becomes um, widow and mother of someone who was a criminal. A wow. Right, so I mean, which would I
1: mean,
0: yeah. doubly
2: lower her her
0: position? Ain't that something? It is. Um, so, so, yeah. so, so God, so Jesus saw fit to give to John because what, the spirituality?
2: Mm-hmm. mm Mary had, well, I'm not, we, we don't know how many children, because um, it always says in the Bible, you know, Jesus and his brothers, you know? <laughs> and, yeah. and, so, and so we don't know how many other biological or children of Joseph that, that she had, but um, he specifically told, you know, gave her to john because he knew knew john's spirit mm-hmm. knew john knew john as he walked with him knew that john was spiritually fit and
0: mm-hmm.
2: able to help guide his mother and he knew him as a friend as well so
0: okay <clears throat> well wow, that, that's totally understood um you mentioned matter of fact what happened to joseph
2: it doesn't say It doesn't, nowhere in the Bible does it says that he actually died, but because there's a certain silence after a certain time, there's the assumption that by that point, he had already died. Because he'd married her when he
1: already,
2: he'd married her and he'd already had children before.
1: Okay. Yeah. So he
2: was already, you know, older. I don't know how much older, but
1: older.
0: yeah Yeah, he was he was older yeah definitely um okay i just didn't really know what happened to him after you know the um the crucifixion (laughs) um you you talked about um three key points on john can you speak about those
1: the three key points from the text
0: yeah from the text you spoke about so you remember that
2: Yes, the first one was honor thy father and thy mother, honor your parents.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: the second was take care of your family. And right. the third, the third talked about how Jesus was still able to unite people in death. And through his death, that's how in his uniting of of people, that's how the early Christian church began. So I understood. So the first one, obviously, um, take care of your parents. This is this is a nod to what he did, what he did for his mm-hmm. mother. You know, he he made sure that his mother was provided for. Um, the second, take responsibility for your family. Also, mm-hmm. also a nod, also a nod to his mother. The first one was more was more central focus. Um, yeah, parent, right. Um, then take responsibility for your family, your immediate family. You know, mm-hmm. as, as the oldest, you know, he, it was his responsibility to take to take care of his mother. Um, I don't know what other provisions he may have had for for his other siblings, but it just Bible just mentions his mother. And mm-hmm. I used I used the the text of what Paul had said, First Timothy five eight, I believe, where where Paul had said that you know. Um, you need to you need to take care uh, of your family or for those closest under you because if if you do not, then that makes you a worse off person. Yeah. You
0: know? <laughs> sure, yeah. And do you then have water? you okay?
2: I do. I just have this little tickle. Sorry, folks. I know you can hear like these little. I'm trying not to like cough out, but uh, <laughs> you just have this like this little tickle that's just there. I'm not sure.
0: Okay. Okay. Well, look, remember, maybe maybe because it's nighttime. What do you think?
2: Maybe, maybe.
0: <laughs> it may be. Um, you spoke about, what, in 2012 about the foster care. Can you speak about that a little bit? Because that's definitely unasked for.
2: Yes. So what happened in, in 2012 was I was just a few months away. Or no, I'm about a month or two away because I have no Okay. Right, um, I was a month or two away from giving birth from Joshua, my last, my fifth child, and we got a call.
1: Okay.
2: <clears throat> we got a call one night, late, late or uh, early evening, asking, letting us know that um, my husband's cousin, blood cousin, and this happens to be the only relative that he had living in in that area that we were in. And Mm -hmm. so, and and just said that, you know, his, his cousin had um, been arrested and was going to prison and, Mm -hmm. and the kids needed taken care of. And his kid, he had, his cousin had seven children. And um, of course we were a little like, what? And, And, and the nature uh, and, and the nature of, of why he went in and so forth. But, but after um, we couldn't figure out, like we were ready to take them all in. Well, actually, no, we weren't really ready because that was just, it happened within just a matter of hours. But we, a year prior, they had actually lived with us for a little bit while dad was trying to get um, his finances together. And so we were used to all eight of them being there right, with us right. for a little bit, so so we knew that we could take them all in. But um, but at that point, because the police were doing the investigation um, with with the three older ones, and they thought that it would be better if the three older stayed in the group home, and so we had the four the four mm-hmm. younger, we, you know, come into our <laughs> come into our little apartment near midnight, wow, wow. each dragging a small. Very small, or one. I'm not sure if they can't remember if they each had one. I think there was just one trash bag because they literally didn't have much time to gather, right? Gather anything. So they almost came in with the, literally the clothes in the backs that they had from school or whatever, and whatever they could quickly grab and throw into a trash bag. They came. Wow,
0: that, that's yeah. a lot. I mean, I mean, to, to how that transformed your family for the literally overnight.
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> that was
2: it was hard because obviously they were shocked and in trauma you know
1: mm-hmm.
2: and they had to we had to adjust to them in as much as you know their their, their household rules were different from our household rules and right. so we had to adjust to them in as much as they had to adjust to us and it was just it was just hard i, I think that was even a point like like Payday had already come and gone, and we we were on like our last little no, like few dollars. So we were just like, "What's going on?" <laughs> so um, the, I mean, it was it was, oh, Joe, it was ah, oh, just so hard. It was it was so hard because we didn't we had to we we had to finagle how to fit how to fit you know eight kids and us into a van. Some of it, some of the time, it was illegally, and I, I had to go back and forth between um, between downtown to get Armando to work, to back to the public school that we're in, back into dealing with the CPS workers in in different, you know, different areas of town, and it was just mind-boggling. It, it was mind-boggling.
0: That that had something. Um, you talk yeah. about you need the people mover? <laughs> I yeah, understand. I did. I, I need a people a mover.
2: It, yeah. There was just so much that went on with that, and and not only that, you know, they they knew that we were religious. Yes. Yeah. They hadn't been to church with us once or twice when they lived with us the year prior, but this is not the same as going every single weekend, you know, and and being involved like we were with our church. They they. They couldn't understand <laughs> how much we were in church on a Saturday.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was, a, was, that was pretty odd to them.
2: It was. It was. But, but my church rallied. They were so good to us.
0: Amen for that. I mean, because, you know, you, I, I just imagine what you've dealt with. I don't know how many people could deal with that with the so young family that you have. And then on top of that, an additional wow.
2: It, it, it was, um, and then when everyone started itching, like when all the other kids, yes. not mine, but theirs started scratching and I'm like, what, why are you guys scratching? You know? <laughs> and, and then it was the teachers at their school that were like, so you need to come get them because they have head lice. And so that was like a whole thing. Now that I think about it, <laughs> I'm, I'm scratching, but to yourself <laughs> it was like a whole thing. Joe, I didn't know that you have to like take every single piece of clothing that everybody has worn and take all the bedding and just like hot wash everything over and over. Not not only that, you got to disinfect all the surfaces that they could have laid their heads on because, or now we could lay their heads on because, you know, they're sitting on the same couches that we're on etc and right. we had to i mean we had to go to a special barber to to comb through everything comb throughout their hair cut their hair delice. it was just
0: crazy wow, yeah wow. i i i don't know if i could imagine dealing with that honestly truly i tell you well i know one thing you know what, from the ages of 12 to 6 right and from 12 to six years okay. of age
2: yeah, the, the, the kids that came, they were, I mean, you know, yes, 12 to 6, yeah, because I had the, I actually forgetting about the older three, I didn't have them, yes, 12 to 6.
0: Right. Now, of course, you know, we, you know, the church has been told, of course, with your family, with your sister, sister-in-law, husband, I mean, husband, the kids with COVID, your mother, your father, I mean, Pastor Jen, I mean, seriously, <laughs> seriously i know that, it's I, mind That's mind-blowing
1: right
0: <laughs> that's it is, man that this is overwhelming seriously this is overwhelming i mean how much i mean but what i what i loved about it is the fact that when you said that um the things you went through and talking about drinking this cup and you was asking that that god was giving you that cup but he was going to give you that cup with you going through it at the same time going through it at the same time and you said Bring it on, that's really something else. After what you've been through, I mean, just just the scenario of the husband and the kids and the sister-in-law. And I mean, you guys should have stock in Hawaii by now.
1: I know, right? We should have
2: stock <laughs> in the airlines or something. See, yeah. someone, did, someone did say that. Like, did you buy stock in the airlines?
0: <laughs> yeah, that's that's a lot, man.
2: It is, and when I think so, that quote that I, that you just said to bring it on, that wasn't actually even in my written manuscript that I had, um, cause I write out my manuscripts before I, before I preach, right? We look at them, etc. cetera.
0: Right. That, that right. wasn't even
2: in there. That wasn't in there. That was actually the Holy Spirit coming out and say that. But I think in me saying that, that has always been a thought in this last year right right because after you and, and it's what we've talked about before from other sermons uh, from other sermons and, and also what you have touched on you know when you have talked to me about your life and i think about the stuff that you've also gone through but oh, when yeah. you, you know when you get past a certain um a certain i don't even want to say it, like a certain stage and and believe me to you to to our listeners i am not at all trying to say that I'm above it all now. I am so not. But
1: yeah.
2: when you, I rem- remember that interview or that podcast you did right after my, I, I came back and I, I talked about the things that happened at home when my mom went into the car accident.
1: Yeah, yeah, and yeah. At
2: that point, that point, that was a big thing to me, right, Joe? Like, oh my goodness, my mom fell. She practically broke her face. And, yeah. And, no, no, no. You know, and my dad in out of the hospital. At that point, that was huge. It, it was totally huge for my family because mom has never been in that type of accident before. But then, but then when you th- then then when you stick in the whole cancer, and then the things start coming at, at yeah. a regular interval, there comes a point when when you just say, "What else?"
1: Yeah, like, let's what I, go. What
2: else? <laughs> come, come on. Mm-hmm. I'm not fearing anything anymore. I mean, and that that might sound arrogant to some and I truly don't mean it to make it sound arrogant. No. But, but you know, and if you if you come through like a a, a facial reconstruction and cancer <laughs> and then death and covid, you're really like
0: Yeah. What else? Next? What else?
1: What, <laughs> what, what yeah. else can In there place.
0: be? But the people have never been in your shoes, so they can't say. All they can do is like, I can't. You, there's no way they can sympathize unless it actually happened. So then right. they can have to sit and go, "Wow, you know, yes, I, I've been drinking this bitter cup for quite a bit." Yes, you know, but, yes, but who is going with it through you when you're weak? He's been there for you. But Pastor Jen, I've never in my life seen a lady and her family go through so much. I mean, you're you're kind of like. Uh, um, you the female Job?
1: <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I mean, I
2: I have been told that, and see, but here here's the thing, Joe. Sometimes I think, and, and perhaps you know, perhaps I, I perhaps I I don't like being compared to Job because Job, in my mind, was just this man that just like just overcame it all. You know, I mean yeah. he he. His, his, his whole his everything farm possessions everything got taken away right yeah i'm not I'm, I'm not there and please god i'm not saying i ever want to be
0: there no, <laughs> you know, no. Just, <laughs> it's a comparison it's just comparison
2: you, you know but you when you when you when i think about it and i cry out right and, and these things are happening to my family like honestly um when, when did dad when did dad's funeral finish um may march 13 i'm actually kind of counting right mm. april, 30, april it's been every two months yeah april 13 may 13 what is there anything that could happen in May? i don't want to be thinking like that yeah but because it's been happening like that i can't help but yeah w- wonder right what else is going to yeah. happen um but but so, we're getting back to Job, it, and and you said it, other people have compared me to Job. Um, sometimes I think, couldn't this just be life? Couldn't this just be the results of sin? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, and perhaps I may be unlucky, and and not unlucky in that sense, but just unfortunate. It should just happen. It should just happen to be me and my family that walks this journey um because i i don't like to i don't like to compare it as like man you're like Job, keep going yeah. you know but at the same time i'm, I'm thinking i think w- w- why not me what what makes me special that i don't have to be like other people because I, I know that there are probably other non-christians out there or christians who who have gone through a gamut but the difference is they're not saying anything of course, right? They're not. They're not saying, "Well, yeah, well, this happened to me, but I'm just going to keep quiet because it hurts too much." Mm-hmm. Uh, for for me, I'm just like, "Well, what if I just happen to be one of those one of those people that that for this season of life, this is what it is right now."
0: Yeah, I can uh, I, I I I I look at the fact that you know this is not normal when you look at this. She's like, "Wow, that family." You know, uh, I want to say it, and I really don't want to say it. They were like, "Wow, it's this family cursed," and you're like, "No, <laughs> you're You know, some people would think mm-hmm. that. You're like, right, right. some people think that, fun. yeah." Yeah, but you're not. You're not. You're you're actually being groomed for something greater, and that's what I see in your family.
1: Mm-hmm. It's
0: something greater, and you're actually telling people about it. You know, because these things do happen. And, you know, with my COVID and pneumonia at the same time, hey, I didn't know if I was going to leave the hospital or not because the doctor That's said we're nice. touch and go. But I'm here to tell a story. Now I have a testimony. That's right. I thank God for that. And thank God for my wife. But um, I wanted to get this last thing in. Dr. Machado, he seemed to be very, very influential in your life going through these issues. Talk, talk a little bit more about that. You mentioned uh, when you I had that moment when you were talking with him.
2: Well Dr. Machado, it was so strange. Um, how no, I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say strange because God God's just amazing. Um, yeah. Dr. Machado was actually in the picture the day before my father died.
1: I didn't know that okay.
2: my, my father was gonna die at that you know of course that uh the day after but i just called him just to let him know because i had already i'd already been um in hawaii about a week a little over a week and i was afraid you know i'm not not that the church was not looked after but i am thinking you know i have my responsibilities here at plantation as well what if you know oh, cool. what happens if my father comes out. I'm going to have to put him through hospice. You know, these are all the questions that I had for him. I'm going to have to stay here for another another week, Dr. Machado. And, and, and then I'm going to have to settle my father. And, you know, he, he was just very, you need to take care of your family. Right now, you're being the pastor of your family. You are, you are ministering yeah. for your family. And, and I had, then I did tell him, ironic the question, I think now. But I asked him, I said, what about if my dad makes it through, he goes through, you know, I set him into hospice care, et cetera, et cetera, but he's doing well, but six months down the line, um, he dies, Dr. Machado. What, what, what do I do then? Like, so my, I, I guess my, my underlying question was like, can I come back and, and, and then take care of all that?
1: Yeah.
2: And, 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 you know, he, it was so beautiful. I, th- I think this is how God uses people. He was telling me to calm down. It was okay to cry. And he says, and if, if that happens to you, Father, I am, I'm going to make you come, go back and bury your dad. And mm-hmm. we're going to, and we are going to walk with you. We're going to walk with you through this. Amen. And, and I, I, you know, I just broke down in tears, of course. And then my, then dad dies. The next day. Wow. You know, and, and I couldn't even, I couldn't even, we couldn't even plan for the funeral um, because he died Thursday night. And then Friday, of course, is Friday. And, and I just, mom had to just calm down. Um, and, and then Armando ends up in the hospital
1: on Monday. Right.
2: And so I couldn't, I only had, we only had one meeting with the with the funeral uh with the funeral home that my dad really wanted to be buried at yeah i was off you know and even you know the conference was surprised like well wait aren't you supposed to be planning you know what's going on you know but you know i can't because now armando's in the hospital i'm taking care of the kids and then it just how god made it happen it just turned out like the time the chronological Um, timeline it was just amazing how everything fell into place and and just the amount of time that was needed for Armando's foot to heal enough to go back
1: to go back for the funeral
2: it's it was amazing I just cannot that was the date that was available for the funeral home like six seven seven eight weeks later Mm -hmm. and that was the exact time that it took Armando's foot to be healed enough not fully healed healed enough, enough to right. clear him right.
0: enough to, to get over enough to be mobile.
2: Yeah. Exactly. And it was amazing. So so Dr. Machado, um I considered him because he checked up, you know, all right, how you how are you doing? You know, I know that you lost your dad. I'm so sorry. When, when's the funeral? We're praying for you. All you know all that. And, yeah. and then yeah. when we came back and I had to go to class um and, and it was at the conference office and he was teaching it. And he just came in, and here's the thing: I was even that day, I was feeling so like sick the night that I, the night before mm-hmm. I had to drive. I'm like, Lord, I knew there was a reason I needed to go to the conference office, apart from hearing him um, teach this class. And I said, okay, Lord, just help me drive. Just I just need to get there, and I did. And and just how he opened, you know, how he opened about um, he he asked about submission. And what we thought about submission and humility as leaders, and then he he, he brought it to, to, you know, do you think, you know, why wasn't Jesus ready? We couldn't quite answer it. And then when he said to us, well, this yeah. Jesus, Jesus had to learn the ultimate obedience and humility. And we're thinking, but he's the son of God. That's what he's been doing the, his whole life.
1: Yeah. His yeah. obedience yeah. and humility.
2: Right to the father, and he said no. So that he took us to Gethsemane, you know, and, and he said, you know, and, and here he is begging his dad. Um, is there any other way? Is there any that Abba Father, is there any other way that we can do this?
1: Basically, yeah.
2: I don't want to do this anymore. Um, but if this is the only way, take this cup from me. But if not, your will, your will be done, you know, and and he goes, and he did. He has this non-answer from heaven, which really is the answer from God right and Mm -hmm. and he goes through he he goes with it and comes out the other side and this is what happens you know he's he's very explaining such he's explaining it so well you know and you know he sacrificed all this but he came into glory on the other side and you know Joe I got mad yeah I got I was angry and I thought I was over I thought I was over my anger and I didn't realize that I had been angry in Hawaii because I really thought that my dad was going to live
1: through, yeah. through, all the,
2: through all the miracles that, that, that God did those two weeks. We really thought dad was going to live and then he dies. Yeah. And, and then just a couple weeks after, you know, I, I, I learned that I'm being ordained and, and while it was a beautiful feeling of accomplishment right Correct. it's beautiful like wow i've worked all these years i didn't even know that i was gonna get it and here i am getting it but still i was angry because my dad that's the one thing that he was waiting
0: to see to yeah. Do, yeah to see that happen
2: you know?
1: that, that that was,
2: yeah it, it was huge and he was saying don't worry don't worry one day you're gonna get it and we're gonna celebrate with you so now you know, here, here's Dr. Machado saying all the stuff that Jesus has to do in obedience and humility. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, hold on. And I'm angry as I'm listening to him because I realize I hadn't dealt with my anger from, from January. And I'm like, right, oh, hold on. Are you telling me? Are you telling me that after all these years that I've worked and I never wanted I I, were, I I never thought I would come to ordination or commissioning because it was never promised to women. Never.
1: Yeah, to yeah,
2: yeah. And, and now through Dr. Machado, this hellish year that I've gone through.
1: You I know, list,
2: yeah, yes, yeah, so I've listed, I listed list for him. And he knows some of it, right? But I love, I'm also telling the class because the class has no idea what has gone on. In the last my my cohort has no idea what has gone on in the last year and a half i kept that private in some in some ways and and i said you are you telling me dr machado that after that i had to go through all this
1: i had to submit to each cup in order to get my commissioning in order Mm -hmm. to be ordained i had to You know how people say it,
2: earn my stripes. These are the stripes that I need, that I needed to come through in order to be like, okay, you're good to go now. You're really a minister of Christ. (laughs) You really are. And and, and I was, I was angry and I was crying because that's how it felt like at that time. If you're telling me that Jesus had to do an ultimate submission,
1: ultimate, he'd done everything
2: his whole life. But ultimate, ultimate, ultimate. Here's the ultimate that he had to do in order to come out into glory on the other side. So I had to do, I had to do all this in order to come out into glory. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Forget it. I I don't want the ordination. Take it back. I just give me back my mother and my. I mean, give me back my sister and my. That's what
0: I wanted. Yeah, that's all I wanted. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's what makes it so wonderful that uh, Jesus was from deity to a lamb.
2: Yes, that's right.
0: Wow, 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 wow. You know, Pastor Jen, I uh, wanted to tell you personally that I appreciate you filling in because you are your plate has always been a platter. And um, you have filled in as associate pastor when we didn't have our senior pastor now, which uh, God has ordained um, Pastor Noah Rose now. And mm-hmm. that's a wonderful thing because now he's surrounded with the Trinity. Now we have a Trinity Zoo. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. So we have a Trinity but I want to thank you personally for, you know, when you do your greetings and your church and what you've done and just your face has been here and there and everywhere um, to help. And that's why your parents and, and, and I know they'll be more than proud, um, but your children and your husband, they're going to be even more blessed now because you're serving. That's what's important. You're serving.
1: That's right. You're right. And that's
0: what I mean. You know, you're doing the paradigm shift. And that's what's important because you're like family to me. That's why I felt the way I felt when we went bowling. I said, man, that family got to come on out, man. They got to have enjoyed themselves. Come on out.
1: You
0: <laughs> <know."> <laughs> Thank you. You know, you. I, did, I did that from my heart because that's how I care for you guys. We're supposed to care like that. We're supposed that's to love right. each other. Right. And then you come back and you beat your family. In bowling, ain't that something? <laughs> I said, what's the pastor's Going to try two strikes, and I'm like, wow, you good.
2: I wasn't, you know, I wasn't going to, but then I was just walking in because I didn't know when. Well, I, I drove only because Armando doesn't drive too hot at night anymore. So I drove, and I hung out, and then I came in, and one of my kids saw me. I was just going to hang out at the back, just let the guys, yeah. all you guys do your thing, right? <laughs> and then and then the little ones saw me. They're like,
1: Mama, Mama,
2: are you going to bowl? And I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm not going to bowl. This is for you guys. Mm-hmm.
1: They're like, no.
2: You okay? Just come watch us bowls. So of course, I go watch them bowl, and then the little like, "Well, you can take my bowling. You can take my turn." I'm like,
1: "Yeah,
0: okay." There you go. <laughs> there you go. And you did well. I was watching you, you did well. So that's just, <sighs> uh, no. that's I want to thank you once again. I, I really want to thank you for just continue being you. Um, I have a uh special care for you. I can say that because we we have a bond. I can tell we bond well. We do. We We do. We bond well. She's doing that. She's doing that. So um, I know that the time is going. This is our first nighttime podcast. They don't know that, of course. They don't know that. But uh, (laughs) if you don't mind, lead us out in the word of prayer.
2: All right. Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you, God, for not only for bringing us to another night lord or another podcast lord but actually god thank you for the trials that you allow to come our way so that we may grow deeper in you father because if it weren't for the trials we wouldn't we wouldn't be able to see how you move and 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 truly experience the depth of your love father and so i thank you for the lessons that you've shown to me lord that i that you have encouraged me to share father i thank you for that and because of you may all people come to to know you even more and be blessed lord by your goodness In your name we
0: pray amen amen pastor Jen. thank you for sermon please go to plantation sda church youtube channel or simply go to PlantationSDA.TV. Also subscribe to, the, uh, to our YouTube channel to be um, notified of all upcoming live streams and programs. And lastly, uh, please subscribe to your favorite podcast. Of course, you know what that is, Pastor Jim. Yes. Hit that like button. Deeper uh, Dive. <laughs> and we have two birthdays to acknowledge. First one is Kevin and Peter, which was two days ago. You know, we saw him when he was bowling with his friends. So that was um enjoy his birthday. Mm-hmm. And, yes, that was the twenty fourth. Heather and collabro, which is the twenty eighth and two days from now. So may she be blessed. And as well as Peter and anybody else that we didn't acknowledge. And once again, we want to thank you, Pastor Jen, for continuing doing what you're doing, serving. Serving your crowns will be huge in heaven
2: oh praise god praise god
0: it's all a pleasure that's right most definitely we got to go through it together yes we do celebrate in the end okay yes all right pastor thank you very much god bless you your family and we'll be seeing you soon
2: all right see you soon